and welcome to Just Access. In this podcast series, we talk to some fascinating people, legal experts, academics, and human rights advocates. We explore ideas about the future of human rights and improving access to justice for all. I'm Dr. Miranda Melcher, a senior legal fellow at Just Access. In this episode, I speak with Wassam Farid and Norhan Mustafa from Matt for Peace, Development, and Human Rights. They respectively work in the organization in a number of capacities and are here today to tell us all about their work and this amazing organization that does so much for human rights, sustainable development, and international law. So thank you very much for being here, the both of you, and welcome to our listeners to learn more. Thank you both so much for being on our podcast to tell us all about your work and tell us a bit about yourselves and how you came to work in this field. So to start us off, I was wondering if I could ask you each to introduce yourselves a little bit. Um, Wissam, first, how did you come to work at this organization, Matt, for peace? My name is Wissam Farid. I am human rights officer at International Human Rights Mechanisms uh, division at Masterpiece Development and Human Rights Association. Uh, actually, I graduated from Faculty of Economic and Political Science, Cairo University. Uh, uh, and after my graduation, I was searching for a good opportunity, especially in NGOs. This is what the field that I want to work in. Uh, so I searched in social media and Matt, uh, at the time, that uh, offering an opportunity, and I applied for it, and I was accepted after the interview, and this is since uh, twenty twenty one. Wonderful, thank you, um, Norhan. What about yourself? Um, I finished my law degree in two thousand sixteen. I just trying trying continue my career as a lawyer. And building my career in international community, when this time I feel that, wow, how can I start in this field? Because I don't have any experience and not more educational knowledge. Then I started to volunteer from different organizations. Sideline for that, I continue as a lawyer. When I saw the platform of Matt, as the, my colleague Wissam mentioned, offering a different opportunity for young people. I applied as an internship in 2018, and they gave me the offering to be at the legal research firstly, and then for all the opportunity in the United Nations, in Geneva, in Human Rights Council, and they helped me a lot for building my career and my knowledge in human rights law, was involving with the meeting of the treaty bodies, trying to give me the space to negotiation with the different actors about different topic, like the comment, uh, to do a commentary about the different article in the treaties. And uh, this is the first organization gives them to space to use. And then I take this as an initiative to continue my work with them. Uh, now I'm uh, give me that new position as a manager of the ITL's armament unit. This is actually not only a new position for me, but they give me the space to create a new diversion in math to continue my work in this field because this, I have a passion in this field. And also I have small experience because I lead the initiative online called ITL Law Student Initiative. And now I study my master's program in Geneva, uh, University, University of Geneva. 
in international security and also I choose by the Geneva Center for Policy as a new leader in international security in Middle East, North Africa. Wonderful. What an amazing progression. And both of your answers speak to the fact that Matt works in a lot of different areas and does many different things. So could you perhaps introduce the organization and what it does and how it got here a little bit for our listeners who may not be so familiar with Sam? Indeed, uh, Matt has a good history. Uh, work with Matt began since 2005 when it was registered with the Ministry of Social Solidarity in Egypt. And after that, I obtained the ECOSOC status of the United Nations Economic and Social Council in 2016. Uh, the international and regional work of MAD began as a strong coordinator of social uh, society organization in the African Union. After that, MAD also had the presidency of the Egyptian network, of network at the level of Egypt. Currently, uh, Matt is also an accredited observer in the UN meetings and also have a distinguished role in the cooperation with Office of the Prosecutor and International Criminal Court. Uh, the, the main fields of work of, of Matt uh, was the international human rights mechanisms, international humanitarian disarmament, achieving sustainable development goals, as well as uh, the government and uh, good governance and uh, and democracy. Uh, this is through various activities. So I can tell that Han can continue. Yes, we have a big different subject we work on. And we have a big also uh, colleagues, as Wissam mentioned, that we have a different position. We have a different rules. We should to work in the international, regional, national. Also, we have a good uh, rules in ground uh, with a different mechanism in Cairo. For example, we advocacy for a new rule. We advocacy for the new structure, for example, for human rights. Uh, and we support many things from editing some, some article in our national code law. And because that's mad, focus also in regional for support and build the capacity for the people to give them the space to understand about different topics, like the, the army conflicts, for example, disarmament, the international security, peace. Those topics is not any one uh, discussion in Middle East, but uh, mad now take this initiative to start to and continue for advocacy, for support, many people to know and understanding about this. And also internationally, we have good opportunity because that consultative has helped us a lot for joining a different meeting in the United Nations Human Rights Council, disarmament, we try to give the consultants for different meetings in New York, Vienna, uh, Geneva. Um, I think that we have a good rule and we have a good uh, teamwork in MAD. I would... Um, uh... At something that actually our work, it's not exclusively working in Egypt. We cover more than 38 countries in the MENA region as our focus in the North Africa and Middle East countries protect and promoting human rights at areas. Thank you for adding that and the both of you for explaining the so many different things that the organization does. With that, I was wondering if we could go a little bit more into specifically what each of you do now in your current roles. So, Wissam, could you tell us more about what your particular work is at the organization? I uh, currently will somehow in different uh, mechanisms of the United Nations. Uh, I work 
as a human rights officer in the International Human Rights Mechanism, as a Human Rights Council, Freddy Bodies, the University Periodic Review, and monitoring and reviewing countries' uh, human rights situations and writing reports, trying to uh, raise our voice in, in these occasions. Besides, I am a representative of MAFS for Peace, Development, Human Rights uh, in the end of this United Nations Office on Drugs and the Crimes. Actually, after we opened the division, we started looking for more opportunities and more work to increase our networks and increase our vision. So we started to open more opportunities and increasing our networks with the United Nations Office of Vienna. So while I'm searching and it was my work to search for opportunities and how we can uh, participate in, in Vienna. So the first thing I Source for that I came to um, as the SE for your course as I think just as, has this course also with us. Uh, this course for stakeholders engagement and the implementation of the United Nations Convention of Organized Crime. Uh, I was only Arab organization that participated in this course. After this course, they invited me in many different versions of the course as the course has continued until now. Uh, they invited me to share my, my experience in the, what I've done in Vienna, how I represent what the uh, activities that we have done after the course, how we increased our uh, network with the civil society unit of Vienna. Uh, this uh, was somehow a bit success to Mac to prove itself for the United Nations Office of, uh, uh, on Drugs and the Crimes. Thank you so much for explaining that. Sounds absolutely fascinating, but also a lot of work. So wonderful that you're doing it. Uh, Norhan, can you tell us more about your particular work? Yes, sure. But now with Sam explaining about her work and that I feel I'm thinking about uh, all of my colleagues in, in MAD uh, about their role. Because as we mentioned firstly, we have a different topic. We work on it and we different position international, regional, national. And we try to cover all this in three units in our organization, uh, sustainable development and African region, human rights uh, mechanism uh, unit, international humanitarian law and disarmament unit. And uh, each of those departments, we try to cooperation together to support in our work. As was Sam mentioned now, that's uh, in part of our work to represent MAD in different uh, mechanisms internationally. As me now, I am a manager of the ITL unit and disarmament. When I started this work, I represented the MAD in disarmament meeting in United Nations, in New York, Vienna, and also in Geneva. And my role of my work now to putting the program of our work, to make the reporting, to planning and the thinking was my colleague in my unit, to thinking about which meeting we should focus on, which topic we should focus on applying for those meetings, organize the side events. And also we work on building our network in the field. I present also Matt in the International Criminal Court. We try with the ICC to promoting the idea of Rome statue with the different people because we focus more about young people, specific to those people in area of armed conflict, also visiting the area of armed conflict, make that mission to collect and send all this is violation and writing reports, sending the United Nations for different mechanisms. And we try to advocacy 
we try to consultation for a different meeting and that's trying to organize each year some of the courses, some of training with a different experts from American Latin, from Europe, Africa also. Because Maat is not an Egyptian organization. Maat is an African organization, <laughs> Egyptian, and also Arab organization. And that's because we focus on different projects, different work. We have a big goal that members work in Maat in different areas. Thank you for explaining this. And it is this idea of working in different areas that um, I'm curious to learn more about because as you've both described, the organization does a lot of different things and has many focuses, right? Human rights, sustainable development, international law, democracy. Can you explain maybe a little bit? It sounds when you list them kind of, oh, that's so complicated. How do you do all of that? But clearly you are and putting them together and especially thinking about the national, the regional, the international, how the layers combine. How do you and how does the organization think about these different things? Do you have particular projects that are just focused on one of the key areas or just at one level or are all the projects sort of interconnected? How do you balance all of these different things when it comes to choosing a project or starting a new area? Okay, we can tell that our main work or the international human rights mechanism when we see international human rights mechanism, we can see that it tackles all these topics. So whenever we are in Geneva or Human Rights Council, we should discuss sustainable development, disarmament, democracy, human trafficking, uh, all of this. So our hierarchy and in the organization uh, somehow complement each other. So uh, for example, uh, the last thing that we, we have done in the United Nations Convention of the Transnational Organized Crime. It was in last October. So this convention tackles three topics, three protocols, human trafficking, uh, migrants, and firearms. So when we talk about firearms, so we switch on it or how I can find some research or some topics. We are already working in disarmament, firearms, and these topics. So I can tell Norhan's division and us asked here to help me organize and tackle this topic. So this is how our work is done when we are in Geneva. So we should talk about the right to development. This topic is related to sustainable development goals and the 2030 agenda. So we come to uh, sustainable development goals division. They support us with the with reports, uh, statements, researches, uh, and things like that. When it comes to a real projects, uh, somehow, uh, we have different roles. As I said, we have an advocacy role, and this is our main role, just trying to reach the, the voice of the people to the international level. So, uh, Nurhan can talk a little bit about the project sport. Yes, yes, Wissam, thank you. And uh, yes, as Wissam mentioned, we have a link with each other. And as we mentioned, firstly, we covered 36 countries and different uh, subject and we have a different project as the human rights mechanism this is the main project and we have a main strategy in MAD this is lead for each department as I mentioned 
we try to negotiation together to focus year by year. But I would like to tell you some story about this because our leadership and my manager, Dr. Ayman Al usually he have a story with this organization because MAD for Peace and Development and Human Rights Association, not normally named from him because MAD that's mean that the God of justice, MAD. This is mean of mad. And that he thinking that if we need to find the justice and we need to implementation of those justice, we should focus about the peace. What we can do to achieve the peace when we don't have a development. And because that's when he think about that, he focused more about the human rights because that's our names, mad for peace, development, human rights. To support the justice, to support the peace, to support the humanity. Because when we work together for our projects, we're thinking about those topics. We're thinking together how to get more opportunity for us to implementation those forwards. Mm. Thank you for explaining that. It's helpful always to have explanations and understand how things fit together. Um, I'd love to ask a bit more about something with Sam you sort of mentioned a little bit already which is that the organization, obviously, as you've talked about, goes to Geneva, goes to Vienna, works with the international level, but of course also works with the public. And I'm wondering if either of you might have any examples or stories or advice for NGOs and how they can think about how to reach out to the public. What have been some kind of good lessons you've learned from that? Maybe some not so good experiences about how think tanks and NGOs can work with um, just the general public and making your message more heard. Wissam? I think Norhan, best uh, reason to answer this question because she had more experience with dealing with the public and doing uh, trainings and workshops. Yeah, it's difficult to help the population to understand the topic of human rights. It's very difficult to to speak with them. This is when my family asked me, what are you doing, Norhan? I tell them that I work in the field of human rights. And my family is not, their work is not related in my work. And sometimes ask me, what's mean that? And that's a start from, not for me, from all people working mad, from the manager also. <laughs> we lead the rally. When we go to the United Nations, we make the rally to speak about different topics, to advocate for this. We try to speak with the public people, the population. In the street, we try to help them to understand that this topic, normal ways and tools. And also we try to use the social media and that it will help us a lot for engagement with, with the population. And for example, Matt make a different campaign for a different topic. I think some of them was just the access, I think. And also we have you and uh, in Arabic, this is a program made by our manager, uh, Ayman Alqin, to try to help the people to understand human rights. And I think he has a good viewer and uh, famous and also and easy people to understand why he said about the human rights. And we also make trainings that help us for engage with the different young people, specifically in the area of armed conflict. You know that's difficult to speak with the U.S. live with armed conflict. They not understand about the rule of law. They just understand that we try to fight to live. 
that's when I communication with the youth and young people in early environment conflict. And because that we normally and usually try to invite them to attend our courses, to give to them the space to discuss with different people, not leaving with the army conflict region. And we've very succeeded because now we train young people from Libya, Syria, Iraq, Yemen, Karabakh region. And we surprised it because many people not understand and not know about the Karabakh region and what happened there. And when we gave the space for those and young people in Nagorno-Karabakh to try to use the internet, to try to share with the different young people like them, their stories, they surprised because that many people support them. Many people try to find places to read more about what happened there. And they now take the initiative to speak with the population on ground how important to implementation the Geneva Convention and also different treaty in respect of the rule of law. It does sound very hard to explain in a lot of instances. So very good to hear about these examples. I think a lot of NGOs can probably learn from this. So thank you for sharing that. Given the difficulties of explaining things to the public, etc., um, there sometimes can be criticism from for NGOs, for international organizations, that in the world of human rights, you know, oh, well, all you do is write reports. Who does that help? What does that do to just write reports? And of course, we know that writing reports can be really helpful, right? Knowing what's actually happening, having it documented can be incredibly powerful. But also talking to the public is important, but very difficult. So given all of these things, how does Matt think about impact? How do you decide whether something is a success? What does success look like in the organization? Wissam? Uh, actually, it's a very important question as uh, in the recent period, Matt for Peace has noticed that there is a large gap in the work of international mechanisms for protection of human rights in particular. And there are many reports and meetings whose costs are estimated to be sounded of dollars in parallel for economic crisis and a small achievement of development opportunities other than the, the continuation of violation of human rights. It's dialogue based on the recommendations and the, the, the negotiation recommendations, suggestions took until that MAD contributed at the local level in launching the national strategy for the protection of human rights, uh, social communication, uh, and creation of groups to open dialogue with various groups of society whether at the level of the Arab or African region, or even at the local level. Currently, uh, Matt has managed to reach people from America to uh, Asia, and also in the light of the lack of interest in the content of human rights and development. Uh, the problem is what we don't need to create mechanisms or even amending international agreements. We need to create dialogues about the various stakeholders. This needs time. And the light of that country is achieving their self-interest through the United Nations, for example. So we know that there is a gap, but we are trying as an NGO to uh, focus on that specific topic that can uh, ease that, that truth. I don't know. I don't add more because this, she covering the main uh, problem. We leave with this problem usually when I attend a different meeting. 
but we have a trust and passion that it will take more time and long time, but we keep and that we try to still work, to still advocacy, to still speak in different meetings to achieve in our goals. For example, I have a small story about this. When we attend the autonomy light weapon in June, in the meeting of the group of the government expert for the light weapon, in this meeting, the representative of MAD tried to make some comment of the final report of, of the whole uh, meeting. When he started to speak about the human rights, he stopped by Chai, by Russia and Indian in the meeting. And the representative of Russia and Indian told him, please, that not have the space for civil society to join this meeting and to speak about the final report. The final report only can comment and add by the countries, not civil society. And he asked the president of the meeting, please stop this meeting and stop this oral intervention by representative of Matt. He is not continuing his oral intervention. When in this time, I feel that, oh, really? How can work in human rights situation when the country is not listened for civil society? Because the civil society have a good and big role to support these countries to continue work, to developing, to protect people, to save the civilians in time of war, for example. And in this time, we found some group of countries, stop the Russia and Indian, and this is our goal achieved from many years when we start this meeting to support many civil society to added their oral intervention in final report. And this is by implementation for the prison of the meeting and accepted this rule. And representative of MAF continued his oral intervention. And also in this meeting, we give the space for many, many organizations to make oral intervention. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, add something that the role of civil society in some of the United Nations mechanisms, how they not give the space. I, I, I know that they are trying to do that, but they're not a big space to civil society. Many of countries are trying to uh, confronting confronting civil society. You see that they are going in things that they are not related or they are influenced by another countries, but it's not that way. We are trying to find a solution. We're trying to read the voice of people that we are, we exist. It's our rule. Mm. Thank you for explaining that and bringing us in really to the goals and the world of the organization. And I'd love to ask a little bit more about working with the UN and within these mechanisms. Um, From your perspective, working within it and also trying to improve it, how much do you each think that the current UN system for human rights can protect and improve access to justice, particularly in terms of creating opportunities for vulnerable people? Or where do you see areas that need to improve or change in the system? Uh, there is uh, um, a weakness in the current United Nations human rights system for the purpose of protecting and improving access to justice especially in terms of creating new opportunities for the weak and the marginalized. And uh, we have mentioned before, as Norhan's mentioned, that countries achieve their interests through these mechanisms. 
according to political power and the best proof of that of that it's the Ukrainian Russian war. You know that that some countries are with Spain, some countries with Russia, and uh, every country is searching for it, its interest, not searching for a solution for the war itself. And they're trying to use the, the United Nations for, for that purpose, not trying to have a solution. No, to have their own interest, to achieve their interest, not to achieve the solution. Wonderful. Nurhan, is there anything you'd like to add? Uh, yeah, we Sam covered this point because that we try to work with all these problems. We try to uh, understand this country, have a political system, have a self-interest by we try to advocacy, we try to also negotiation, we try to highlight the, the civilians and the humanity, the priority, not the service interest, but it will take more time. We will still work, we will still support our ideas. Hmm. So... I'd love to ask a little bit more about the current work, particularly with other NGOs, including, of course, Just Access, journalists, community engagements in the region. Can you tell us about maybe one or two of these that you're most excited about? When we talk about it, Matt, we not work alone. We have a big network of different organizations with working ground. We support the us. We support them. We try to building for this cooperation and give to them also the space to enjoy the, the different mechanism on United Nations and make oral intervention. It's more excited to join with a different organization to achieve one goal. It's difficult sometimes because not an organization same goal, but it's good if we try to work together in a different atmosphere and different environment. To not work only with the NGO, we work also with the journalists because you know that is important about the role of the journalist and because they always use different information and we try to support them at the training, as opening space to discuss with them a different topic. Just access also, we lead with them a good campaign and good work with different side events together to share our ideas about different topics. And that's uh, really we need. We not need more treaty. We not need more uh, mechanism in United Nations. We need just uh, the opening space to work. The, the government understand about different topic and give the space to the NGO to help them to implementation those treaty and make a good work for better life. Wonderful. Thank you, Wissam. Is there anything you want to add to that? Actually, uh, yes, our last work with the other organization uh, is well, that we are signed a protocol with the International Organization of Migrations uh, about a series of uh, workshops for African migrants, especially in Egypt. Uh, actually, this is our last work and our important work on the sideline of the work of the UN ODC. And uh, as we conducted this uh, protocol after I took the SE4U course, uh, so I will tell uh, a little bit more about this uh, project. Uh, I forget to tell you also, we have a good uh, cooperation with a different university in African Latin and Africa region. We try to make the exchange of experience with those uh, university and our university in region. And we also have a good relationship uh, and cooperation with the Geneva Center for Policy, for example, different organizations in Geneva, in Vienna, in New York. Thank you, Wissam, because I don't forget our 
amazing work we're doing. <laughs> Wonderful cooperation and collaboration there as well. So thank you very much for that. Before we finish off, is there maybe one project or one effort you'd most like to highlight to our listeners that maybe they can follow along or maybe they can help out with in some way? Um, is there one or two one, or maybe one each project or initiative you'd most like to highlight? Uh, actually, there are the two. I will talk about one and Nurhan will talk about the coordination. So... Yeah. As I said, I will talk more about the, the protocol with IOM. This protocol is about raising awareness between migrants in Egypt, as Egypt has a lot of African, especially African migrants. Uh, this protocol, especially, is conducted in a series of workshops. These workshops trying to uh, let them know about what they are, what their human rights. Uh, how can they access to justice? How they, if you have any violations or uh, if they have anything, how they can reach to the government, how they can reach to the organizations. Also, uh, in this protocol, we are trying to find better solutions for improving their economic and so social rights in Egypt. And uh, we are trying to uh, conduct workshops about uh, entrepreneurship to build the small projects for them uh, to have their own money uh, also in uh, this protocol we are planning to conduct a conference in Egypt with the government and the Egyptian Human Rights Council uh, and IOM to discuss more about the situation of uh, migrants in Egypt uh, especially the economic and social rights I think Nohan uh, can continue in another project. Yeah, it's difficult to cover all our projects because very interesting, very benefit, very successful also. <laughs> different. Because we have a different project. I will take a quick for those, uh, but I will focus more about the coalition for limitation of armament. Uh, but we work in the human rights mechanism. We have a different good project on this uh, UPR mechanism and building capacity of those NGO, uh, young people, university. Uh, we also support more young people to achieve the goal 16 and also the goal of the peace and security. Also in this armament, we have a good cooperation and also good project called the Coalition for Limitation of Armament. This is the big coalition. We have now 40 organizations and this is to start to work in different regions in the situation of this armament and support those NGOs to get the opportunity to speak with the United Nations for this armament meeting to cover all points and try to take those uh, NGO take an initiative and negotiation with this government advocacy to implementation of the treaty on ground and also this is coalition now uh, first when I start on this coalition we try to be in our region but some of organizations tell us that you should to make this is globally because this is important for us to engage with you in the real work of to achieve the peace and security. And lastly, because I talk a lot, <laughs> uh, a good cooperation with the university, as I mentioned before, with the American Latin in Argentina and Brazil, because we have in our region some problem. We don't have the idea of education of the international humanitarian law, and we try to give 
uh, some opportunity for young people to know more and that we see with the different uh, categories from people uh, how they understand the treaties, uh, Geneva Convention, for example. Because we work with Buenos Aires uh, in, in, in Argentina to make uh, trainings uh, and we try to select some people from our region, Africa, Latinia, American Latin for doing those trainings and also we have another good cooperation with the University do Euro Rio in Brazil because that we implementation the first paper with the group of the students from Egypt and Brazil thinking together about the Geneva Convention and they choose that uh, how to protect the culture property in the army conflict and now we have a research paper. In English, we will try now to uh, translation in Portuguese and Arabic. What amazing work. Thank you um, for introducing us and explaining a bit more about those projects. And thank you both generally for sharing your stories with us, giving us insight into your journeys and work and Matt's work as well. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you both. And for our listeners, stay tuned for future Just Access interviews.